This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to Wednesdays at the Shores here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and Wednesdays are our days to recap Chesapeake Shores. We are spending our last summer with the O'Brien family, and we are doing so in episode six that we're going to talk about today. I should also say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening whenever you're listening to this. So let's talk about our sister Brie. So Brie, you know, she was acting Fifty Shades of Weird last episode with the the crap she was talking to Luke about with the Mr. Mystic. It was just weird. So we see her in this episode really trying to set things straight with Luke and apologize. And she does so by admitting how she kind of self-sabotages the relationship because she thinks that she's going to mess it up anyway. So she tries to sabotage it by doing something in the relationship before she even has a chance to mess it up. But she actually is messing it up. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that regard. In any event, it was funny. Before she talked with Luke, she had a conversation with dad um, because Luke moved into the attic apartment above on top of the bridge. And she brought or brought and or bought this cactus plant and she says well can you give this to luke um whatever and dad's just like why would i (laughs) and i thought that was just that just cracked me up a little bit inside and her and luke mending i was going to say mending fences i i guess um her and luke kind of repairing the rip it was cute um and also On the writing front, an an actress contacted her wanting to buy the movie rights for her book. She wants to turn her book into a movie. And so by the end of the episode, we have lunch outside on the deck of the house, of the big house, where she asks the family, mom isn't there, but we hear that mom is okay with it. But she asks the family if they're okay with a movie being made about the book. And then dad says, it's okay as long as Harrison Ford plays me. And then Jess mentions Hilary Duff. And I was like, somebody actually did research. Because honestly, Hilary Duff does look like Jess. Just saying. And of course, Connor is Connor. And so he mentioned Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And we're like, please. I forget who Kevin mentions. Because Kevin mentions someone. But I forget who. But they just had a field day thinking of people who could play them. And I thought that that was so cute. And the whole it was the whole family. It was um, Kevin, Sarah, Connor, Jess. I don't think David was there. Abby. The girls, I think. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. I don't think David was there. But I thought that that was really cute. Uh, So the book is going to be turned into a movie. I wonder if we're going to have like a movie premiere event or something like that within these episodes. Next, let's talk about our sister, Jess. So we we see her, her first scene. She is practicing a pitch on Abby to buy a vineyard. Now they're going into the wine business. I'm like, what? I thought we were like, 
I guess the B&B is doing fine. And so now she wants to expand her financial portfolio. Or maybe she really has an interest in winemaking. It just, that part seemed to come out of left field for me. Um, but such is life. So Jess is wanting, Jess, I'm assuming Jess and David are both wanting to purchase this vineyard. And so they are trying to make a pitch to investors to get the money to buy the vineyard. And Ab, what better person than Abby as someone who used who works in finance? Um, so, yeah. Other than that, David also gets a call. And David, David gets a call from his dad. We're six episodes into this season. We hardly got any of this storyline to begin with. So we don't know what to believe. We don't even know all like there's so much that could be extracted from this plot point. But we just hear and see David kind of like lay it on his dad. He was the anger, the hurt, the disappointment. Carlo Marx brought it you you felt it you heard it you saw it and I'm sure if we were there we could smell it like all of your senses were engaged as David was giving it to his dad and so because he actually was in contact with his dad he now had to alert the FBI agent who came to his bread and breakfast before and she's a little rude for real for real like she's more like that passive aggressive rude and disrespect like uh, she she rubs me the wrong way so she ends up connecting with the fbi agent she comes to the bnb and he tells her how like the conversation that he has with his dad and so she alludes to the fact that they would have to put a tap on his phone and he said don't you have to ask me for that and she says do i do i have time like it's just it's the passive aggressiveness for me like don't 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 go all around the mulberry bush you know so they end up putting a tap on his phone and his dad calls again and david actually tells dad his dad that there is a tap on his phone and his dad said i'm well aware which is why i'm calling why i'm calling i want to turn myself in i'm innocent and he's staying on the pleading not guilty like he's innocent i'm being framed he's innocent i'm being framed and so hopefully we get to explore more of that in episode seven um yeah i hope we really get to get into that because that's a gnarly that's a gnarly place to start and to a gnarly trail to go down so with brother connor we finally find out that margaret passed the bar she's officially a lawyer 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 and connor and as margaret you know put her results on probably their version of linkedin she begins to get all of these 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 influx of interview requests from different law firms and there's this one specific law firm that she talks to connor about and connor's like what you're not even going to entertain an interview and she was like well i thought you know we were going to work together and he admit he was like i wouldn't like you know things are mad slow here and who knows how it's going to pick up when it's going to pick up if it's going to pick up 
So I, I want what's best for you. And I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity of a lifetime and you resent me for it if I don't give you the opportunity to really pursue your career like you should. So she goes to D.C. and has this like coffee slash interview with this big law firm. She comes back and she tells Connor that she they offered her the job on the spot. She didn't take it. And he was surprised. And she's like, I want to be with you. I want to work with you. But as a 50-50 equity partner in your firm. And so now they are equal part and Connor agrees. And so now they are equal partners in the firm. So it's like O'Brien and Keller or Keller O'Brien. You know, he jokes about that. They kiss and such is life. That's going to be interesting going into episode seven to 10 to see. Will the dynamic of Margaret and Connor change now that they are equal partners? Um, Because Connor's so used to being in charge and doing things himself. I wonder, are we going to see a different side of him? Or are we just going to keep things light and fluffy? Because normally Kevin and Sarah was our light and fluffy kind of breath of fresh air. And at a point it was Jess and David. Maybe that's moving to Connor and Margaret. Who knows? Or actually, I think it's with Abby and Evan right now. Because Evan is just the, the quirkiest character and I love him. Speaking of Kara and and Seven, that's literally what I was getting ready to say. Speaking of Sarah and Kevin. (laughs) So, Abby throughout this episode is trying to get the ladies together for a spa day. So, Sarah, Jess, Brie, and Abby go to the spa. While they're at the spa, they're in the Zen room together in their robes, in the chairs. And one of the spa attendants is offering them some alcoholic beverages. Okay. And Jess and Brie oblige. They now leave it to Sarah. Sarah, you want some, I think it was champagne. And then Sarah was kind of at a loss for words in that moment. And of course, Abby, knowing that Sarah is already pregnant... She kind of intercepts and says, you know what, Sarah, there's this really good green juice that this place has. I know you're going to love it. I'm going to get it too. And so when Jess and Bree, their service is ready, they leave the room. And then it's just Abby and Sarah. And Sarah says, Abby, thanks for what you did. You know that I'm pregnant, don't you? And then Abby explains how Kevin really didn't tell her. She guessed and he confirmed. And so Sarah was actually relieved. She wasn't upset. She was like, I'm just grateful I have someone else to talk to about it. And so that was a beautiful moment. And then Kevin and Sarah end up telling the three sisters together. After lunch on the deck, you know, the family's just milling about the house and Kevin and Sarah's like, no, I want to be the one or you should be the one to tell them or tell us, you know. And then the sisters are like, tell us what? And then they announce we're pregnant. And so, yeah, such is life. That's going to be the theme of this episode. <laughs> such is life. Let's get into our girl, Abby. So as I mentioned, Abby is doing the spa day with the ladies. That was a continued thing throughout the whole episode. But here's the the crux and the the, the meat and potatoes of her storyline. She is on top of dad throughout this whole episode, making sure he is going to his NA meetings. You can tell that she is extremely concerned for him, especially because dad had a trip planned with mom to go to Red Rocks. 
in Denver and she had to cancel due to a sinus infection. And so she knows that emotional, tr there are, you know, emotional triggers. It can be a trigger for him and she doesn't want him to relapse. So she's kind of like, you know, you can do the, the meetings online, blah, blah, blah. And dad's kind of like, yo, chill. Like I got this. And so Abby gets a call while she's at the spa from the school nurse concerning her youngest daughter, Caitlin. And the nurse says that Caitlin has been visiting her office way more than normal. And it seems like she's avoiding something. And so Abby, after they come from the spa and they're back home, she sees Caitlin in the kitchen doing her homework. And so she's trying to create this space where Caitlin can talk freely. And so she's like, hey, Caitlin, you want to, you know, do such and such and, and, you know, trying to spend time with her. And Caitlin's just like, nah. well, she's like, you know, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. And so Abby leaves and Jess is there and Caitlin's like, Auntie Jess, mom knows something. Did she get a phone call? And Jess is like, yeah, the nurse called her. And Caitlin still hasn't come out and said what it is that's going on. Hopefully we find that out in the seventh episode. Hopefully it's not nothing extremely dangerous or dramatic. But we see Jess get to be um, that cool auntie. And, and offer some advice to, to Caitlin a little bit. So, and that's pretty much the extent of, of Abby's storyline. We don't get Evan in this episode. Um, so it was more just about Abby and her sisters and her daughters. And now to dad. Mom isn't in this episode either. So with dad, he, we opened the, I believe the episode opens up with him at the NA meeting at the church and he still hasn't committed to a sponsor yet. He There's still that element of pride in him. You know, you, as Mick is, he's a pride, he's a proud man. And, and, and we're, we're seeing it. Um, he still wants to do this by himself. And as I mentioned, he was planning a trip with mom to Red Rocks. And that was, that took up about a quarter to almost a half of the, of the episode of him talking about this trip, meeting mom and Red Rocks. Um, but that trip got canceled. And so dad has this conversation with Luke. Um, they're, they're catching up. And dad asks Luke to be his sponsor. But Luke denies because he says it's not it's not a good idea for friends to be sponsors. You, it, it's, it's just not. And I could see that because your friend could probably give you. I mean, there are friends who give it to you like a TI is and will not take no for an answer or yes for you know that they're they're not just yes men but because they have emotional ties to you they can probably still let some stuff slide so I can understand why it isn't a good idea for having someone that you know become your sponsor you want someone that has like no emotional familial ties to you I could I could see that and it's funny because as I'm watching Chesapeake Shores on Hulu, I'm also watching this show called Elementary, which is um, CBS's version of Sherlock. And so Joan Watson, Watson is a woman in this, played by Lucy Liu. She is a sober companion to Sherlock, who is a recovering heroin addict, and he has a sponsor. And so this whole storyline of dad is reminding me of Sherlock and his dynamic with his sponsor and also his sober companion, Watson. Elementary is a really good show, y'all. It's definitely way more gritty than a Hallmark movie and a Hallmark Mysteries, 
but I definitely recommend it if you're a Sherlock fan uh, like myself. I used to dribble and drool over the Sherlock series that was on Netflix um, that aired in, I think it was on like the BBC network that starred Benedict Cumberbatch. He's the best Sherlock to me. He killed that role. I remember that show. That was one of the shows that got me through my first year of grad school. So, And when I saw that now the U.S. was doing a Sherlock show, I said, bet. And, yo, this show went on for about seven seasons. It end, It started 2012 and then ended 2019. But I digress. So getting back to that. So he shares at, we see him at another NA meeting and he's finally talking. He volunteers some information about a time where he almost relapsed. And it was actually a scene that we, we didn't get to see all of in the episode. There's a scene where dad is at Connor's and he's helping dad with a shelf. I mean, he's helping Connor put up a shelf. And so... I think uh, um, dad got his hands dirty from something. And then dad said, oh, no, I'll just go to the bathroom and wash off my hands. We see Connor look, but we don't. There's there's nothing more to that scene. Getting to this N.A. meeting scene, we hear that whilst dad was in the bathroom, he saw, you know, Connor is still recovering from his heart attack. So there are some pills in his medicine cabinet and dad saw them he said he was tempted but didn't do it and he he uh, put a question on the floor saying how like when will the wanting stop so when the meeting's over the leader of the the leader of the group the head of the meeting he sits beside mick and he said um i don't want to put words into mouth. did he say something about thank you for sharing or something to that regard but the thing that got me was he said, but you didn't share all of the story. And Mick said, what are you talking about? And the guy was like, you took the pill, didn't you? And then we cut to commercial break. And when we come back, sure enough, dad admits that he actually did take a pill. He said it was like before he knew it, the pill was already down his throat. Like he had already swallowed it. It was like nothing to him. And so dad actually relapsed. And he admits in that moment that he needs a sponsor. And so that guy that he's been conversing with on and off throughout the time, his time at these NA meetings, he's going to be his sponsor. And we see them have a a cute moment towards the end of the episode while they're at Sally's um, kind of determining the rules of how to go about recovery and, and things of that sort. So Dad has a sponsor now. He's really on the path to recovery. And um, this episode was so beautiful. This episode was the energy that I wanted from Chesapeake Shores all season long. I'm upset. I mean, the first episode was really, really good. I felt like it was the perfect premiere to pick up where season five left off. And then episodes two to five, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happens in those four episodes. But then this episode, I said, okay, we're getting back to the Chesapeake of old where you see now that I can talk for 20 minutes about one episode because there's actually stuff worth talking about. And every person had something going on. And if nobody had anything going on, they weren't in the episode. Hello. So I'm I'm excited that this was the sixth episode but I'm also nervous because I feel like they're going to pull a, a maybe a little bit of season five and like 
cram a lot of plot twisting, emotional, dramatic stuff towards these these last three to four episodes. So I feel like they're they're going to try to cram a lot in now because they hardly did anything in the other four episodes. That's the only thing that I'm nervous about. Um, but other than that, those are my thoughts about this episode about our O'Brien family. Let me know what you're thinking about Chesapeake Shores. Do you even watch it? Or are you just listening because you just want to listen to some Hallmark content? <laughs> you can let me know by leaving me a voice message. There's a link in the show notes that will take you to a page that where you can leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And there's other links in the show notes as well to engage Dear Hallmark in other forms and mediums such as Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So be sure to check that out. Be sure to check those things out. And until next week, guys, I'll just say keep sailing on the Chesapeake Shores. (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Ciao, my friends.